As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Good morning and welcome to the NBA Daily Ding here on the Athletic NBA Show. I am Jared Weiss. I am joined by Mo DeKeel. We got Brian Smith producing. We're going to get right into it here. Do not forget, you can find the Athletic NBA Show on Apple Pod, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you're probably listening to it right now. Anyway, you can find the Daily Ding on the Athletic NBA Show every weekday morning. And Mo, let's get into which crazy game should we get into? Probably the 35-point collapse by the Wizards, the Clippers beat them 116 to 115 on a Luke Kennard four point play. The second largest comeback in NBA history. Like, yo, Washington. Like, you guys okay? Because that, that one hurt. There was literally only one lead change in this game, and it was with like one second left. Are you guys okay? Because, wow, y'all made some bad decisions. First off, the Clippers go on 11-2 run, Jared, in the final 34 seconds. And also, this is probably giving Knicks fans flashbacks to when Reggie Miller scored 10 points in, in, in 8 seconds type of situation. But Luke Kennard hits a super deep 3 to cut it within 3. Then the Clippers have another chance down 3. I don't get this, Jared. I really don't. The Wizards let Justice Winslow, a career 63.4% free throw shooter from the line, Get the ball in the backcourt, dribble up the court, get into a handoff with Luke Kennard. And yes, Spencer Dinwiddie did try to foul him on the ground. The referees didn't call it. Bradley Beal tried to foul him on the ground before the shot. Unfortunately, the referee said that was during the shot and leads to a four-point play. But my question is, why not foul Justice Winslow as soon as he touches the freaking ball in the backcourt? This team has problems. And I just got back from Washington. I was at their last game. They played the Celtics. And they are listless. You don't even feel them out there. I mean, it doesn't help that they're fans. The game was actually somewhat loud at the game that I was at. That's because it was the Celtics fans cheering for the Celtics. The Wizards fans don't really exist down there. And this team kind of plays like it a lot of the time. And we've seen ever since they started well at the beginning of the year, they are just spiraling down. It's frustrating. You know, they've lost four in a row at this point if you're the Wizards. This is a game you shouldn't have lost. And, you know, Bradley Beal had said the loss to Boston was a bad loss. This one's 10 times worse. No, it's probably 35 times worse because that's how big of the lead you had. Like, it's just unbelievable. Like, the Clippers, 
had 80 points in the second half. Like everything was rolling in the first half. The thing about these comebacks is they slowly start to kind of build. You have a bad quarter in the third quarter and you give up 40 points. You lose discipline there. You're not able to get it back in in, in that instance in the fourth quarter. And now it just spirals out of control. And give the Clippers credit. This is like their third comeback when they're down 24 points or more. Like this team's weird. They got to go down 30 to in order to kind of get hyped up. It's just amazing to see this Clippers team winning when Reggie Jackson had four points on one for nine shooting. He's kind of that one vet you expect to score. Eric Bledsoe, at least at one point in his career, was a decent scorer. He only had seven points. They're getting points from Amir Coffey having 29. Career Terrence high. Mann, yeah, career high 29. Great game for him. He's been really coming out lately. Nick Batum only played eight minutes. Zubats only played 12 minutes. I mean, they really leaned it to the bench with Isaiah Hart, uh, Hartenstein. He had 16 points. Terrence Mann had a good 16-point game, but it's like, oh, Jay Scrub had eight points kind of out of nowhere. That was a surprise. But like the Clippers were getting this done with guys that, honestly, I bet Washington wasn't even really preparing for to play a significant role. Look, but you know enough about Luke Kennard, right? Like, we know he can shoot the ball. Like, it's not sort of a Steph Curry or anything like that, but we know he could shoot the rock. You can't give him five or eight from three, you know, and he scores 25 points and you give him a chance down the stretch and things like that. Give the Clippers team a ton of credit. Give Ty Lue all the, the credit in the world should be up there for coach of the year, pretty much every year with how he's doing. And they fight, man. This is one of those things about this Clipper team, man. They do not stop coming back. They continue to fight all game long. And this is just another example of it. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. Well, you know that game must have been impressive if it knocked Anthony Davis coming back off of the top spot, but we got to get to the big game, Lakers versus Nets. The Lakers win in Brooklyn 106-96, to and AD finally returns, get eight points in 25 minutes. Yeah, and AD looked pretty good. It wasn't necessarily so much the, the offensive side of things, but, you know, he looked really good defensively. He had three blocks to start the game. I thought, you know, I was like, okay, like, this is – pretty solid there had had some good plays you know switching on Harden and, and and things like that and playing solid defense but I mean Jared it really just comes down to the Lakers when they're able to get a stop and get out in transition it's a whole different team 27 fast break points almost all of them off of you know stops or live ball turnovers you know there were one or two possessions where they even got the ball up quickly off of a made basket but when they're getting out in transition it's an entirely different team than what we saw. And that's mainly because their half-court offense sucks. This was one of those games where you look at it and you go like, wow, this was kind of encouraging for the Lakers. Yeah, it may be the one way that you can solve their problems is Russell Westbrook just never plays half-court offense and plays in transition where he's dangerous. 
maybe that's a way to do it. And having their the team's only great defender out there probably helps with that. And shout out to Malik Monk, LeBron James's favorite free agent signing of all time. He had 22 points. He went six for 12 from deep. He, he had two turnovers or uh, two assists, no turnovers. He was kind of the only guy besides LeBron that was scoring in this game. He kind of brought the heat. I thought Carmelo gave him a little bit of a lift there with 13 points. This was a nice win for the Lakers. And granted, it's the Nets without Kyrie because it's played in Brooklyn. No KD, obviously. It's it's harder than everybody else. But the Lakers need to start kind of stockpiling wins. And it's pretty much a very similar team that they lost to on Christmas Day. So this was an important one for the Lakers. And they got to start building on it. Now that they have AD back, hopefully they can stabilize the defense. And he can get going. You know, when he was was playing before he got hurt. He was not shooting it really well from the mid-range and things like that. And they're going to need him to be able to hit some shots like that. You know, hopefully for the Lakers, that can get them going and get them in the right groove there. But good promising start in his return. Well, he had four blocks. Uh, LeBron had five stocks. Quick update on the Brooklyn side, 30-point triple-double for James Harden. Amazingly, with James Harden, it just isn't even that shocking. But Chris Haynes reported that Kevin Durant is not planning on playing in the All-Star game. He reported that during the broadcast. KD, I guess, is probably going to be out for several weeks then at that point. Uh, Definitely going a little bit further. So definitely something to keep an eye out on. Golden State beat the Dallas Mavericks 130-92. Another incredible blowout. Klay Thompson shooting pretty well in this game. He was 6-12. for And then Steph was diming everybody up. How did those guys look? Yeah, they looked good. You know, the... Kerr kind of tweaked the rotation a little bit for Thompson, not trying to keep him out as long as he was doing before. I think that kind of helped a little bit for Clay to get the feel of the game. It's, you know, he's missed the, you know, the last two games, I believe, for the Warriors. Uh, so it's good to see him back out there and he, you know, get every opportunity. He needs to get in a flow and get in a rhythm as much as possible. And, you know, Steph looked good, except when it came from shooting from three, man. Two for 10 from three again. That slumps, oh, it's getting ugly, guys. It's less of a slump, more of a season at this point. Yeah, it's weird how Steph like seemed like he was going to run away with MVP a couple months ago, and now it's uh, is he even shooting over forty percent at this point. I don't want to check, but uh, Jonathan Kaminga he had twenty two points on eight for nine shooting in only seventeen and a half minutes, and a monster, monster dunk in the second half. I think it was in the fourth quarter. It was it was pretty nasty. Yeah, I feel like he's going to start making a career out of having one of those big dunks like pretty much every single night. But bad news in this game, Tim Hardaway Jr. foot fracture. Yeah, that one hurts, you know, for the the Mavs. It's not like they have a ton of depth, you know, and they, they need everybody they can possibly get. They've been on a good run and to lose Hardaway Jr. to this little broken foot. It's a fracture of the fifth metatarsal on his left foot like that's. That's a big one there. He couldn't obviously couldn't put any weight on it when he got hurt. And, you know, that to help him off to the locker room. It's going to be a big blow for the Mavs. I know they got Luka. I know Porzingis has been playing pretty well. But, man, Jared, I'm a little bit worried about them. Last game we'll get to the T-Wolves came back, beat the Blazers 109 to 107 out in Portland. Ant-Man had 40 points on 14 for 27 shooting. Yeah, man, that was a little wild ending there down the stretch. You know, the uh, Wolves are up three. They give up a, a, a an opportunity for the Blazers after after a missed free throw from D'Angelo Russell, bringing the ball up the court. C.J. McCollum hits a big three kind of in transition, come back the other way. And it looks like for a second that Anthony Simons has a, a clean block. 
on D'Angelo Russell, except that Russell was able to get it off the backboard relatively quickly and it turns into a goaltending. And now it's, I, I thought we were going to have five more minutes of free basketball, Jared. I think we we're going to, I thought we were going to have to keep you up a little later than normal. And now, you know, no, there was no free basketball. The Blazers get a chance. Simons misses a three. Nurkic tries to put the put back in. Doesn't happen. And, and, end of that game there but that that one hurts for the Blazers when you're up 13 just kind of blowing a lead there at home you know when when you need to start stacking up some wins that one hurt a little bit I like Mo basically calling me out because I'm yawning right off of <laughs> right off of the microphone because it's 1 a.m here in Boston recording this one I wasn't even hitting you about the yawn I just know it's late like I'm already ready for bed and it's it's not nearly 1 a.m all right. Well, I just watched uh, the Kings get uh, bathed by the Celtics by 53 points and watched Jalen oh, Brown and Jason Tatum only, almost outscore the Kings themselves. And if they had played in the fourth quarter, they obviously would have. And so that was enough basketball trauma to watch in one evening. So I'm going to call it quits. Mo, thank you, as always, for making me look good. Brian, thank you, as always, for making me sound good. Everybody, thank you, as always, for listening. Take us out of here. Ding, ding. <laughs>